It's a lot of fun. Keep it fun. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the UK Packers podcast. As usual, I'm your host, at Steve Diddy NFL on Twitter. And, of course, follow the group, at UK Packers. And it was Love's debut. Aaron Rodgers went on the Pat McAfee show and had a lot to say. And we're going to talk about both things. But before we get into Aaron Rodgers, Daryl, at Daryl J. O'Brien, uh, we're going to park that and actually give Love the game attention that he deserves, I guess. Talk about that. And then if anybody wants to stick around to hear us, Let's be honest, eviscerate Aaron Rodgers at the very end. It is for his nonsensical nonsense uh, at the very end. They can't. I'll timestamp that so we park it for now. And uh, let's talk about this game. Hit me with it. Hit me with your rhythm stick. Hit me. Hit me. Hit me. Hit me. Hit me. Um, oh, I mean, we did say he didn't have to be good, mm. he just had to be okay. Was he? And for half of that game, he wasn't okay. Mm. But for the second half of that game, he was okay. Yeah. Like, let's face it, it's a bit like, and this is a really bad analogy, so excuse me in advance, but it's like when you've had your family dog, right, and he's really old, and he's such a gentleman, and he gets away with murder, and then that poor fella dies, and you get a puppy. You've completely forgotten what it's like to have a puppy. You expect the puppy to just do exactly what the old dog used to do. You expect him to just not pee on the floor, you know, stop chewing your slippers. And a bit of that struck me that a lot of fans are either too young or they're too old and forgetful. And they forget what it's like when a quarterback starts. It was He's never going to shoot the lights out in his first game. He was going to be nervous. He's a human being. And we often do quote this, that, you know, the players are human beings and they have feelings. Weird. Yeah. So part of that, so, you know, some of his display was just nerves and just bad throwing. And you've got to give the guy a chance. As we sort of alluded to last week, this is the one sport that I can, one field sport I can think of, that your replacement quarterback never gets a game. Yeah. Um, so this was what we saw. Now let's face it: in all of the stats, and poor old Troy nearly he nearly fell over. I was worried about his heart rate when he realised that Mahomes actually had a worse game than Love. When you look at the stats, so there's a lot of haters out there saying, "Oh, he's trash. Get rid of him." I say, give him time. There's definitely. I mean, he's obviously a good player. There's no doubt about that. But he had a very tough night. Like that was not that was not a great debut for him personally, and I want to see him bounce back. But quarterbacks, when they first start out, they don't shoot the lights out. This is the NFL. It's the big boy league. Yeah. Well, a couple of things were misleading here. Um, you know, the expectation was, and even from Chiefs fans, that we, you know, they they say we. Uh, I'm not a Chiefs fan. That they'd make Jordan Love look like you know the next coming of Patrick Mahomes. You know, a year ago, not now because he's he's terrible. But the thing is is like there's so much breakdown out there and quality breakdown and I want to be clear from the off I'm not saying oh Jordan Love was fantastic and everything we could have dreamed of he wasn't and I do think that it'd swing the other way and it'd be just as Mm. obnoxious if it came to it that he had a great game because then people would overreact and go oh Goody and and try to come to Goody's defence and say like oh look he did that for a reason he did what he did so there was no winners ever in this if he played terribly it was like, told you, he's not the truth, get him out. Or if he's placed too well, it's like, oh, well. And it's just all of this Packer fandom killing each other again, which just ended up mm. happening anyway. Now, there's an awful lot of breakdown um, about how we got on. The O-line was absolutely shocking. Royce Newman yeah. needs to go back selling carpets, Daryl. Uh, just based yeah. on, oh, yeah. not to overreact, but just based on this game alone, he had an absolute 
nightmare. Plus, Matt LaFleur had a nightmare called in the game. When he looked back at the, the run versus the, the pass count, he was like, you know, looking at it now and just seeing those raw numbers, that looks like a really bad idea. And it was a really bad idea. Now, it wasn't helped by the fact that for like a couple of things, and when he did get the opportunity, sometimes his throws were not great. Um, some of them were mm. on a dime. Some of them were just super dodge. I mean, he was banging it into double coverage. The one he threw up for Randall Cobb was a was a 50-50 gimme ball. Uh, the one he went to Devontae Adams as well that got picked off. I hear criticism of Devontae that he should have tried to put two hands on it. There's a bit of that to it, and I can get into yeah, that as yeah, well. Yeah. But at the same time, it wasn't a great throw. Let's just put it that way. And then there was a, no. the back shoulder fade was completely off. Now, I'm just going to put this here, and we don't need to dwell on it, but I thought Devontae Adams' body language on the night absolutely mm. stank. Well, again, stank. but just let's obviously clarify this. You are the body language expert on this part. Oh, yeah. Okay. I mean, I've been accredited by absolutely no one. And so Devontae exactly. Adams, the thing is, is they looked at the throws that he was missing, right? And he had just people in his face up the A and B gap. Uh, so it wasn't even rushes from the edge where you buy yourself time by rolling out. There was no time for that. He was literally, he was as you said, he was nervous anyway. And then he had these rushers, mm. these big, massive defensive linemen. Oh, the blitz. Face. The blitz killed him. Oh, it was just yeah. constant. And the thing is, people are oh, I can't believe Matt LaFleur didn't think that would happen. He did. And he tried to plan for it, but it didn't work. Yeah. And that's because Royce Newman no. couldn't stop anything. Um, but Devontae Adams, Daryl, so it's only when you look back on it then you go, oh, well, look, Tay, he had pressure. And Devontae doesn't know that, obviously, at the time. So you can see the frustration. They sort of strike out at Kirk Cousins all the time and they don't take into account that, mm. you know, he might be under pressure. So that's fine. However, I would say is that those times Aaron Rodgers doesn't make the throw. I don't see Devontae Adams turning around and picking no. his toys and banging no, no. them out of the pram, but he seemed to no, be so there's... comfortable doing that to his... Um, I, I keep going to call him a rookie quarterback there, which he effectively is because he's... He is. And, th- and here's two more things and then I'll stop talking. He had one practice with Devontae Adams. People are like, oh, he had all week. He didn't. He had literally one practice. Um, and the second thing is, anyone going, oh, well, it's his second year and he should be doing better than this. Look at the numbers of Favre. Look at the numbers of Aaron Rodgers. Troy Aikman, who was literally an- anything <laughs> yeah. that completed. Just going to mention that. Just going to mention that. I was doing it from the group account, kind of taking the piss a bit. But this whole thing of like, oh, he accidentally passed it to him. And then when it didn't come off, it was like, young quarterbacks needs to do better. And you're like, oh, what do you exactly want them to do here? But the pressure on Jordan Love was shocking. Um, so... What you can kind of expect of him, you, you know, it, it just begs belief. But look, was it perfect? No. Was there dodgy throws? Yes. Was the play calling horrendous? One of the worst I've seen. And the O-line mm. was atrocious. And I think it was Andy Herman on Twitter that said that Royce Newman had the third worst since he's been grading O-linemen. So, you know, and then Devontae Adams throwing his toys out of the pram and having a stinker. Adam, when I call him his rookie, because that was the second point, actually, I kind of lost it, like Billy Connolly, I'm after coming back now, is that he didn't really have a rookie season. So to somehow assume that you can sit behind someone, play scout team reps, not get any meaningful game time, and then go out there and and play a perfect game is just bonkers. Um, and on the opposite side of the ball, Patrick Mahomes has the worst game of his career. So... Yeah, you know. Yeah. Well, to tie it all together, then to pull all of your points together, I think, and I think this is what disappointed most of us was how the team didn't actually support Love the way he needed to be supported. No. Matt Lafleur didn't help him out. His play calling was pretty atrocious. He was getting blitzed without any protection whatsoever. 
Devontae Adams' body language, as you say, and whilst we take the, we take the piss of this all the time, it was pretty obvious. Oh, shock. When he was turning his head around, throwing his arms yeah. up in the air, throwing his arms down by his side. This is not the kind of support that we were promised that love was going to get, that the whole team was going to yeah. rise up around him. In fact, let's face it, every important facet of the game fell around fell down around him the only and to be fair to him he threw some dodgy passes and hats off to Randall Cobb yeah. because Randall Cobb pulled his ass out of the fire a few times on some very like put it this way catches that no one would have blamed Randall Cobb for not catching yeah. he made a good few of them some of them were fired at his laces you know he hadn't really got much room to manoeuvre and Randall Cobb you know is huge so for him to get down and get those balls Fair play to Randall Cobb. He seemed to be the only one out there. And, and MVS, actually, I'll take my hat off to him as well. Those two guys were really running for love. Uh, and you know what? I, I enjoyed that. But the team, I think, let him down. Yeah. Does he need to do better? Of course it does. But it's his first game. Yeah. Give the guy a break. Special teams let him down. Uh, we, we, oh, oh, we haven't yeah, even gotten to that. We, we could so devote much. an entire hour. Yeah. I had the Benny Hill music running in my head watching special teams. And a special like clown of the week goes to Malik Taylor Taylor what were you doing mate yeah. shocking what were you doing but this is the thing and I'll just let me dive in right because the special teams as you say it doesn't even need analysis there's no analysis there it's crap no. there's no analysis um, there's nothing to analyse yeah and like the thing of <laughs> Matt LaFleur bless him went over to Mo Drayton and said you know take Amari yeah. Co- the Amari Cooper experiment to me is done now and they should put yeah. Randall yeah, Cobb yeah. you mentioned Randall Cobb Darrell and here's the difference for me um, and this is what's wrong with people. And we see it with superstar uh, singers and all this. If they have enough people that are employed to wake them up and go, you farted last night and it was amazing, right? If you have enough people that are going to blow smoke and tell you that your craps are the best craps they've ever seen, it starts to get in on you and you, lo- you lose that humbleness. Now, look at Giannis. And I highlighted this when all of that drama was mm. going on in the offseason. Here's a guy who's humble and they asked him how he stays so humble. He come up with a great answer, right? You know, this is a guy who comes from nothing and has made his way. Now, you look at the body language and you look at the effort from Randall Cobb versus Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams is the best Mm. wide receiver in the game. I love the guy, right? I think it's going to be a travesty uh, when we let him go because I don't think we have a choice because he wants top money and he deserves top money. However, if you look at the body language of Randall Cobb being put in harm's way, like you said, and Devontae Adams, who, if Jordan Love's getting absolutely blown up in the backfield and that he can't throw accurately. Now, you'd sort of argue he could have got the ball out you know, and certain throws and all that. But go and look at the video on YouTube. I can't remember the guy's name now, but everyone's tweeting it. Um, it's the guy who breaks down Jordan Love's play, right? And mm. so he shows that some of those bad throws actually didn't really have a whole lot to do with Jordan Love. Uh, yes, of course, because he was throwing them, but he was under so much pressure. No man in the right mind to be able to throw that ball, especially with that inexperience. So it's the same problem that we see with uh, Aaron Rodgers when he's on the Pat McAfee show, calling everybody basically who gets the vaccine some sort of woke mob who didn't, who aren't critical thinkers. You know, and I got called a sheep. And I'll go into that later too by some idiot uh, on Twitter as well. But it's that type of deal is that when you have enough people telling you you're the best and when you're up on the podium saying, you know, I don't, the numbers speak for themselves. No, I don't need to. Well, then let the numbers speak for themselves. When you have basically a rookie quarterback, help him out. Don't be coming. and, And because here's the problem. And Aaron Rodgers talks about this story. It's that Devontae Adams is the only wide receiver that goes up to him and tells him, hey, throw the ball better. And he said he did it with his eyes and all this sort of funny ha-ha stories. But again, here's a guy telling one of the best quarterbacks to ever play the game, do better. So imagine what his attitude would be to a young upstart who peed mm. off his best mate because he got drafted. Now, I know that might seem as an overreaction, but I just did think that it was totally uncalled for to be looking mm, back yeah. at Jordan Love, throwing your hands up as if to say, 
like God, do something useful, especially knowing because yeah. Devante Adams is quite well aware. And he said this even in a thing of that he likes to mess with the media. And I took umbrage to that because it's really just messing with the fans. He knows what he does will have a mag- magnifying effect. So to turn around and do something that Aaron Rodgers has been criticised by doing, by throwing hands up, throwing daggers, sinking shoulders, giving out to players, eviscerating them and all this type of stuff. They even brought that up with Lucas Patrick and he says that he takes an ass whooping mm, yeah, because yeah. of whatever. So Devontae Adams knows. So for him to do that on the field, I thought was massively unfair. Maybe justified because yeah. he, he didn't know about the coverages and he can't see what's going on in the O-line and all this type of stuff. So I get that side of it. But to me, that just kind of stank. Oh, I think so too. I was disappointed by it. Plus, Jordan Love's got enough critics on his back. Yeah. And the entire, you know, all the fan base looking at him on both sides and the pressure he's getting in there in the stadium from the fans. And you're thinking, well, the, the people that should be supporting me are my own teammates. How much of a difference would it be instead of Devontae Adams throwing his hands up in the air, going over to Love and saying, don't worry, you got this, yeah, mate. exactly. I mean, Love grew into the game. He got better. How much better would he be if his star, his star receiver wasn't, wasn't telling him you stink? Yeah. Uh, you know, from just down the road. So it was disappointing to see. Uh, it did, as I said, I think you're right. I mean, it left a bad taste in my mouth. Well, we'll caveat it as well and just say, that's what it looked like. Now, maybe he was Daryl going into yeah, the yeah. huddle and saying all this. But to me and to you and to an awful lot of people that I've seen across different platforms and blogs and all this, it did appear the same to them, that it was exasperation. Mm, yeah. Now, again, you'll have other people coming to the defence and saying, yeah, well, love sucks, so of course he's like this. But there's different ways to handle it. I mean, we've seen Randall Cobb put the head back down and get back into the huddle. And that probably comes from being traded away, eating some humble pie. And he talked about it when he got mm. uh, pulled back from the Texans. He said he's seen a different side, you know, like that sort of quote, which was hilarious. But it goes to show that you need that experience to see what those tough times are. Um, so, yeah, yeah, that just kind of stunk for me. Special teams, do we bother talking about it? No, I actually think that the more we just avoid that, there's, as you said, there's no real analysis here. No. Every single facet of what they did, everything they touched turn to shit yeah well all of the points so, like, I don't... all of the points I mean you know six off the field goals and then the three as you mentioned with Malik Taylor that was game Daryl and it's a credit to yeah. the, and let's not let's not blow smoke here and say Jordan Love was great and that the offense was clicking the play calling was crap uh, the, the throws were off and some of them were dimes but still Daryl the fact that and this is what I would say as well I hate to be a downer on this type of thing they all go on about the defense is incredible it is incredible don't get me wrong however the Chiefs' offense has been absolutely poxy all year. So let's not look at Jordan Love and go, it's awful because it's it's so-so. Let's not look at the defense and go, and I know people are saying we've got a championship-level defense. I do, I still, I actually do believe it. However, I would say don't let our heads get too large just off that game alone because the Chiefs' offense are shocking. For instance, Kevin King could have came down with that interception but he ended up dropping yeah. Patrick yeah. Holmes basically threw it to him Daryl so let's not lose yeah, one of ourselves that. in that way no. like that saying it's never too good never too bad it's somewhere in between and if, although the defence swarmed and they were fantastic the Chiefs are so bad right now yeah anything else to say about this game I'm glad it's done yeah that's what I'd like to say about this game like we're not in a bad place the team is not in a bad place we're still looking extremely good here uh, so like this is the one that put it this way had we lost the Cardinals game and won this one or won the Cardinals game like we did and lost this one, we're in exactly the place we thought we'd be. Mm. We knew one of these games was going to go by the wayside. Yeah. You were never going to win both of these games. What annoys me is if we had a team at full strength there for the taking. and they played better, yeah. we was there for the taking. Mahomes was on his ass. So it's one of those things of, I, I'm gonna, you can point the blame on Aaron Rodgers on this one as well, why he should have been in the team. But would Aaron Rodgers have pulled us out of the fire with special teams playing that badly? You know, this was a mess of a game. 
it was just a mess start defending. And as we've we've alluded to this a lot, and a lot of sports fans can can get on board with this. When your team play well, they play very well, and sometimes when they play badly, it just falls to pieces. Yeah, exactly that though. But that's that's the po- that's the Packers' modus operandi though. That's just what they yeah. do when we play badly. That's what they do. We play really badly on all facets. Special, the only, obviously, the shining light was defense, but special teams, terrible play calling, terrible, inaccurate yeah. throws, bad yeah. routes run. Uh, you know, it's just awful all around. And that's what happens with the Packers and they'll bounce back. But they're yeah. a good point. And right? if anything, but no, sorry, just it go was ahead. a good point because people are saying that, oh, well, if Aaron was there, you would have won it. Yeah, if, if your future first ballot Hall of Famer quarterback is in a quarterback, one of the best to ever play the game was playing this game. Would he scored more than seven points? Yes. Would he have won the game? Yes. Is that relevant? No. And like what you alluded to, no. you could almost put that at the feet of him, but we won't go there. Um, but yeah, that's, you know, of course, and that's such a stupid comparison because the answer is always yeah, yes. No, it is. Oh, would you win the race if you weren't driving a Lada and it was a Ferrari? Yeah, of course you would. And that's, yes. not, that's not a slide on Jordan Love or yeah. comparing the two. They're, no. It's Daryl. Here's a quote for you that uh, you probably see somewhere on someone's inspo, uh, inspo gram is you don't compare someone's page one with someone else's page 500. And Aaron Rodgers is on page 7,000 oh. at this stage of his career. Oh, at least. So yeah, inspiring. Yeah. Yeah. And that Jordan Love is only starting. Really so, is. of course, you can't compare the two, you know? But no. There it is. And if anything, if you're going to make your debut, he wasn't the only one that didn't play really well. Do you know what I mean? Like, he, oh. he can look back at his yeah. debut and go, God, it was a crap game. But it was a crap game for loads of different reasons. You weren't the only reason why yeah. we lost that game. We lost that game, actually, because special teams lost a load of points that we should have had you know looking at that we should have been 13 all at least mm. going into the last few minutes and it's one of those things that had nothing to do with Jordan Love yes if, if you're saying you had, you've got your you've got your all-star quarterback on yeah of course that wasn't going to be a problem we'd, we'd, we'd have embarrassed them even without special teams yeah but still that's not the way it played no but look at this right when the Packers had their worst season uh, you know whatever amount of years ago was the last year McCarthy Doing the analysis on it, when you look at the field position, the field position was crap, like terrible, awful. And, they, you know, our punting was terrible, which is why we made the wholesale change on our special teams at that point. Mm. And if someone was to say to you there, look, this guy's making his first NFL debut and and you say, OK, and they say, right, I'm going to give you some gimmies and tell me how you think he's going to do. And you say he's in one of the most hostile, loudest stadiums in the NFL, which is what the Kansas City Chiefs Stadium is. He's basically going to be blitzed on every single play um, and his O-line is going to be shocking. Um, his special yeah. teams will give up the worst field position to him to make him go to full length of the field. Um, and then also, uh, you know, they're actually going to give up so many points. They're not going to score a field goal. So there's that. Um, and you give someone all of those things. And then you say to them, how do you think just from, from the off with those conditions, your defense is going to play great, but how do you think he's going to do? Oh yeah, by the way, the defense is still coming up against um, a past MVP of the league and Super Bowl winner. So yeah. now tell me, does that team win the game? Your, your initial answer is absolutely not. Yeah, yeah. Now, if you, absolutely. you look yeah. at the six points lost, you look at the three points that were lost from the field goal that they got off Malik Taylor's uh, mishap. And you take all of those away. It's a tight game, if not the Packers win. And if that's a win, you said it's a massive upset and you'll walk away into the sunset uh, with mm-hmm. that and delighted. And that's just how it comes down to And the fact that the Packers are even in with a shout in this game is yep. atrociously crazy to me. It, it just doesn't make sense. Yeah, well, like flip that on its head then, right? So we've got a kick in the teeth before the season started. We're getting a kick in the teeth kind of halfway through here. Well, they're thereabouts. 
So this can only benefit us, right? I mean, again, this is the sort of thing where so many things failed and went horribly wrong. We're not coasting anymore. There's, you know, and as we say, a win covers up an awful lot of defects. It plasters over really big cracks. We don't have the, those cracks are all to everyone to see now. So it's one of those things of let's turn this negative into a positive. We've got our tick up the ass. Let's get up and get on with it. And on that note, are we going to talk about the trip? We want to talk about the trip. Oh, I thought you were going to bring in someone. Yeah, we'll talk about the trip. I am up to my. Who's talking about the trip? eyeballs tonsils earballs uh, with doing stuff for the trip so we're nearly there we're nearly there so I fly over from Ireland on Thursday night I keep getting this wrong uh, then I leave on Friday and it's like, and that's the thing it's so mad because we have the WhatsApp group going now for the trip because that's what we do and everybody it's so different this year because it's a real like Mason Crosby comes out with two seconds left on the clock style stuff not last week's yeah. game but you know when he's actually playing well no. and when they hold the ball no. well from um, because there's this added element that we have to get our PCR slash supervised antigen tests. So everyone's like, I'm so excited, but also I can't sleep because I have yeah. my test tomorrow. And then they go and have the test. They're like, oh, I passed it. So everyone's like, because in fact, one guy actually failed the test, so he can't go on the trip. So it's, it's so, and when you see that, and it's like that, you know, thing of, you fire, like Monica and friends, you fire someone when you get into the job and make everybody else scared. So that guy found out about his test. He was one of the first ones to get in the group and say, I'm so excited to meet everybody. However, I failed the test. I have to quarantine. I can't go. And then his mate pulled out. So now everyone's like, oh my God, it's lambs to slaughter stuff. But everyone's got through mm. so far. I have mine on the morning I f before I fly to London. I don't need it to go to Ooh. London. But it's like, if that, you know, the there's a lot of responsibility there, me. Let's just put it that way. So, I mean, if I fail that, yeah, squeaky bum. Um, have you broken it to the attendees that I will not be there in person? No, this is the first time they're hearing it, actually. Yeah. I just didn't want to say it, Daryl, just um, in case they all pulled out. Yeah, well, I mean, it, it is my animal magnetism, uh, you know, has the show on the road. But uh, no, it is. It, it's, I mean, I'm gutted because I'm so close yet so far. I yeah. mean, I'm only, when you look at it, I'm a, a good few thousand kilometers closer than you guys. But uh, obviously, with Cayman Islands travel restrictions at the minute, uh, I'm stuck on Paradise Island. Yeah. Oh, no. You're like one of those millionaires during the pandemic. It's like, oh, no, I can only swim around in my own pool. You know, stuff like that. <laughs> Pick melons from my own thing. But um, yeah, if only. it's going to be great. This is probably the first um, sort of, well, the last, I should say. Jesus, that sounds grim. The last meaningful audio before the planes plummet into the ocean. No, before we go over oh, states. Said, oh, don't say that. Don't Jesus. listen to this edit, edit that out. You know yeah, what? Just edit that out. And imagine that someone's listening to this as we're going, I'm going to listen to the latest podcast when we're going over to America. And they're like, oh, yeah, don't. Um, yeah, oh, hey, don't. Um, so, yeah, what was I going to say? Yeah, this is the last sort of meaningful podcast before a sort of a plethora of videos and audio and stuff comes mm. from whatever I can record when I get over there. Because I always have the best intentions there, but it never actually plans out because it, it just gets wild. So for people who want to meet up with us, uh, hang out, tailgate and all the rest, uh, we're going to be in Madison on Friday night and then we're going to see the Badgers game, which is 11 a.m. And we're going to be tailgating from about 8 a.m. <laughs> so, um, so it's gonna be it's gonna be very ropey and then we're uh, going the way, to quick yeah. question are you have you packed the cardboard cutout of me the life-size cardboard cutout which is six foot four life-size is it though life-size really a little bit no a little bit it's very small yeah i have it in my pocket so then we <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, i don't because oh. yeah, um, we're the same size so um 
Yeah, we do that. Go to the game. It's a joke in there somewhere. We've measured. Well, we've measured it. Oh, yeah, crosswords. So then we go up to Wisconsin uh, on the Saturday. We hang out on Saturday night, and then Sunday we tailgate before the game, uh, go to the game, and then probably hit Stadium View or something after. And then we're around all day Monday, and then we leave Tuesday morning. So if anyone, if that fits with anyone's schedule, you want to come out and meet me, I guess, because Daryl is, you know, may rest in peace. Um. So, yeah. I'll, I'll, you know what? It could be a force ghost, like in Star Wars. I can just appear. Oh, yeah. Ben! Get a hologram ben. of him and just do like, yeah, bring, exactly. Bring him back from the dead. But come here, uh, that's mm. all the good stuff. Um, look, we went on the record uh, with about the Aaron Rodgers situation there before his appearance on the mm. Pat McAfee show. Now, again, this is edited and put out. He'll have probably went on and said something else about the woke mob, right? So, uh, you and I, as members of said woke mob, my our opinions mm. were quite lenient, in fact, of when he first came out and it, and it appeared. Well, he wasn't we vaccinated. we held fire, didn't we? Yeah, we said because you know, we're, we're going to avoid the moral issue. Yeah, and and we did that because we didn't know the info. We thought, okay, he didn't get mm-hmm. the vaccine. Uh, he's entitled to make his decision. Uh, he probably didn't want to come out and say that because he didn't want to be jumped on or whatever. Um, and that we fully expected if he was to candidly talk about it, he would he would say these things and admit the fact that it was misleading as to what he said. And that was our real gripe, was that he he led everyone believe, including the reporters, Daryl, who would have been in that room with yeah. him when he was unmasked. Because he told them, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I've been immunized. And uh, I don't care. Like, to go back and sort of say, like, no, it's, he still covered himself. This is real life, and it talked about killing people. So this is not down. And I know that sounds very dramatic, and it is. And I don't really subscribe to that sort of dramaticness, because that's not how I roll, right? Because we're Irish, and we have no emotion. Um, but at the same time, if you lead someone to believe you are a certain thing when you know you're not, and I will say this, and you can, I'll let you loose on it now, but if anyone wants to sort of disparage that and, and say that's not true, Steve, that's being unfair, he said that he knew it would come up and he knew reporters knew but sat on that information and never released it. So that's showing that, you know, all of this stuff about he's saying, like, oh, no, he's kind of saying, oh, I covered myself. But at the same, like, I wasn't disingenuous, disingenuous. But then also saying he knew this would come up eventually. So that's not the words of a man, Daryl, who knew what he said was honest. And he was like, oh my God, I never even thought about that way. That's someone who knew he was trying to get away with it. So now he's after coming out, Daryl. He's talked about Joe Rogan. He's talked about Ivermectin. He's talked about being allergic to the two mRNA vaccines and also brought up uh, Johnson & Johnson and there was problems with it. And there's, there's massive flaws in that argument as well. Um, so I guess it's only right now that we do address his words and what he said yeah. and... Uh, I guess I'll, I'll just unleash you on that, Daryl. I mean, you have strong opinions. Yeah, all right. Well, again, and these are my opinions, right? But I mean, yes, getting or not getting a vaccine is a personal decision. But please, you know, make your decision based on the correct information. And that correct information comes courtesy of the best science currently relied upon by, you know, your health department or the WHO, but not from Joe Rogan or some other crackpot attention-seeking gobshites. You know, like, if you're going to do your own research, you know, based on social media posts, you're doing it wrong. If you're going to do your research based on the opinions of social media types, celebrities, personalities, sports stars and other entertainers, then you're doing it wrong. You know, his interview was a disgrace because more than five million people have died from COVID-19. So spare, he could just spare me his personal opinions on alternative treatments that do not work. You know, the vaccines work. That's demonstrable fact. Wearing a mask, getting a vaccine, that they're not political statements. It's a matter of being a responsible citizen. And protecting yourself, but to be fair, more importantly, protecting those more vulnerable than you. you know, and that's, that's my own personal opinion on it. So, you know, Aaron Rodgers can do me a favour and he can shove his ivermectin up his bum. You know, it might just cure the parasites in his head. Yeah. Well, 
Yeah, and this is the thing is that, look, I said, and I will still say, fine, right? If you're nervous about the vaccines and the mRNA, and they're not new, by the way, they've been researched for a lot of time now, but we don't want to make this sort of some sort of science podcast um, and all no, that type of stuff. Which it isn't. But look, you can do your own research on it. And whether you want to be vaccinated or not, okay, that's up to you. However, like you said, if you're going to start spouting stuff about, you know, I'm a critical thinker, you know, like that. here's the problem is, is that it comes down to personality, right? Is that I think it would have been easier to swallow um, if someone was to get up and, you know, speak honestly without absolutely shellacking the other side. Now, I understand mm. that that's exactly what people who are vaccinated do. And again, Disclaimer, I'm double vaxxed, but I was very lenient on the last podcast to say, fine. But when you start saying stuff about, you know, the woke mob are going to come after him and all this type of stuff. Um, and there was another host, actually, I don't know his name, but he was saying that because Aaron Rodgers set himself up that he didn't get the vaccine because he's a critical thinker. He didn't get the vaccine because he did his research and saw the danger in it. And he didn't get the vaccine. And he came up with all these reasons why what that ends up doing is that it pits you against the woke mob in quotes that you're mm -hmm. going up against. So it's literally saying, oh, it's, you know, and that's why, f for instance, I don't do certain things in my life that I don't agree with, but I don't judge anybody for doing the stuff that they do. For instance, I don't put pictures of my kids on social media. Um, that's a personal choice, but I don't dump on people that do because I 1000% understand that. I, I no problem with it whatsoever. Mm -hmm. Just mine aren't there, right? So, but if I come out and say something like, I don't do it, yeah, because and come up with all these like grandiose reasons to pontificate the people who do. I'm a bit of an arsehole because other people do it. You know, I might not like tattoos, but if I go and try make someone feel silly for them getting tattoos, well, then I'm st I'm still an arsehole because I'm not open minded and I'm not telling them I'm not, you know, I'm not sort of saying you're free to do what you want to do. I, that's just not my thing. And he had the opportunity to say, look, I looked into it for him. If what he's saying is true, he's allergic, so he can't actually take it. Um, and Johnson and Johnson had bad uh, effects, but they were actually rescinded, and it's fine. It was passed by the FDA, so he can take that if he wants to take it. People are also saying that there's no common ingredient between both mRNA vaccines. So what is he allergic to? No. Which doesn't seem like it's accurate. Yeah, and let's just leave that there. That's fine. Now ivermectin has been long disproven as to work against COVID nineteen. Mm -hmm. In fact, no, the FDA has actually warned against it. The FDA in America, yeah. and, and especially with the EMA, haven't bothered because they didn't have to deal with this nonsense. But the FDA have come out and said that it's dangerous. Yeah. Don't be taking it for COVID-19. It doesn't do anything. Yeah. And the study that was published to say that it worked was an Indian study that was massively flawed. And the only journal to publish that study was rescinded and retracted to show that it now has no scientific journals that will stand over the use at all. In fact... It's an, it's an anti-parasitic drug that is not proven to do anything for COVID. And what it does is it kills parasites and worms. And as a side note for someone who'll get it is, is that one of the side effects of eating clay is parasites. So the best thing you can take if you are a clay eater, which is dangerous, by the way, if you're a clay eater, by all means, take ivermectin because that might actually save you from the parasites not wriggling inside of you. Now, look, again, the fact that he was getting up and sort of saying, I'm smarter than everybody else. You are all dumb. I didn't take it. Oh, by the way, I'm allergic though. But I didn't take this because of this reason. I spoke to a podcast host. It just really did stank, Daryl, of this sort of thing of like what I was talking about with Devontae Adams. If you have enough people telling you just how amazing you are, and if you have enough people saying how Bill Belichick never gets anything wrong, that narrative starts to spin out of control then in the sense that Bill Belichick is some sort of 
you know, demigod who can do what he wants. And I'd never really subscribed to that ever. And when he got on that radio show when Tom Brady left and it all went to crap and he was saying, look, honestly, I, like we only got Cam Newton because that's all we could afford. You know, we didn't lowball him because, you know, we're geniuses. We literally had no money. So it's the same with Aaron Rodgers. He's, he's billed as this guy who knows more than everybody else. He's so smart. He's smarter than everybody else. When he says his word, he knows what he's going to do, which is what really irked me when they start getting all pedantic about he said immunized and he knew that that didn't mean vaccinated means whatever when if you look at all the definitions particularly the cdc it it means immunization by way of vaccine right so he's not that clever to think that much on the on the fly so that's what kind of annoyed me about the the whole deal now ultimately when it comes to sport is that is he one of the best ever played a game yes uh is the packers team uh, better with him a million percent they're better with if they could keep him should they yes they should keep him from a football standpoint because that helps them win games but it's okay to not agree with someone's standpoint on something. I don't, I'd say it again, and I'll finish here. I don't particularly, because there's an awful lot of stuff of like, oh, he's going around killing people and all this type of stuff. I don't particularly, I understand it, let's say. I'm double vaxxed, but I understand that if he didn't get the vaccine, if he was scared of fertility issues. It's up to him to educate himself on whether that is impacted. And the research and scientific studies out there say it's not. Now, if you don't trust that, you know I can't help you I can only make my decisions and that's fine I just wonder Daryl when you get up and you set yourself against someone and call them the woke mob there were so many anti-vax dog whistling uh, words that were said in his diatribe that my Bichon mm-hmm. Freeze came into the room and said what's he talking about because it was just yeah. again and again yeah. and again and as well as that I wonder as well people who are on the side of trying to overturn uh, abortion laws that use that phrase my body my choice or when it comes to the black civil rights movement of the 60s how they feel about him quoting my body my choice and martin luther king in his argument about not taking a vaccine that he says he doesn't agree with while hoofing down parasitic paste and finally anybody mm. who says oh yeah he won't take the vaccine but he'll gobble up uh ivermectin is if it's fine ivermectin has also been cleared as an anti-parasitic drug i will add not covid but an anti-parasitic drug so yes he's not going to take that and die from an anti-parasitic that's also being cleared the same as the vaccines for covid19 so yeah well and then so let me take your analogy a little bit further i think this is probably the the final thing we'll say on this forever i think it's a bit like poetry right if you like poetry there's always that line of Read the poetry as a standalone, don't worry about the poet, right? If you like the poem, the poem stands alone, don't worry about the poet. If the poet is an absolute lunatic, that will that will colour what you think of the poem forevermore. Mm. So let's just treat this as a sport, right? Let's just look at him as a sports person. Let's look at what he does on the field. And I'm going to just completely separate him in my mind now. I'm going to watch him, I'm going to enjoy him as a footballer. But I am not going to listen to anything else he's got to say about anything else in life. Because that's not his job. And there you go. Look, and we will reiterate, this is Daryl's opinion. This is my opinion. Uh, we don't sit on the fence about things. We said exactly how we feel. And, of course, some people will pull for him and they'll agree with his stance. Some people will go against him. Um, and that's just how we feel. We saw the same happen, Daryl, and this debate come up with a man green. Uh, the stories come out about, you know, alleged striking um, of mm. of people. I'll leave that one there. You can read about that as well. And that there was this whole debate on radio shows around Wisconsin as to, you know, he's the guy who holds all these records with the Green Bay Packers and they loved him as a player. But do they then go down and take down, you know, autographed pictures and jerseys of him because of his actions after he retired? And that was that whole debate that raged. You know, you can choose to do whatever. Mm. But look, 
there's a whole debate that goes on about you know compartmentalizing you know your political view with sports and it seems that with the pandemic and with taking the vaccine taking the vaccine seems somehow in america to become a largely democratic leaning thing to do instead of just a commonsensical is it good or is it not good and when that starts to bleed into sports now people start to fix their political affiliations with their sports star and that's more troubling now mm -hmm. because they always said you had to try keep politics out of sports and that's what some people say and then some athletes say no I'm going to speak up so that's the problem with people you know is that they, they look at it and they can't seem to sort of separate one from the other and then the debate is, is should you and I we don't have the answers mm. to that um but nope. there it is. Uh, you can make up your own mind on the man and as the player. Um, personally, as a player, he's one of the best to ever do it. Uh, is the, are the Packers better off when he's playing football uh, when, with results for the Packers? Yes. But then we have an awful lot of people out there, Daryl, who will say, get him off the team because they don't agree with his philosophy off the team. And that's, I guess, a debate for another day. Anything else to say or forever hold your peace? Enjoy the trip without me. <laughs> and we'll be sitting in the stands, chomping down on some $9 nachos and having a great time. I'll bring you back something from the pro shop. I'll send you something. No, you won't. Ring or something. You, won't have any, you, won't have, you won't have anything left room on your credit card. Again. No. You will burn that thing in that pro no shop. No space. Um, we're getting married in less than a year and I have to save all my money for that. And I'm going to spend it all in Green Bay. <laughs> so, it, 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 do, uh, it, it. In the arms of the angels for me, please. So there we go. That's at Daryl J. O'Brien from me at NFL. Make sure you keep your eyes peeled on all of the at UK Packers accounts across all social media, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, we're not on TikTok. Uh, all that good stuff because there'll be so much footage we don't see <laughs> yeah, let's let's not go on tiktok no, we that, that, we? i'm too old for yeah. that I'm and as well old. as that there's a whole different uh previous issue there anyway uh so there we go from me from himself uh i'll see you in green bay not you but everyone else see you